Previously on Sammy Magic. Dr. Touchdown smiles as he picks up a small wooden case and unlatches it to reveal a small sleeping bird made of beautiful bronze with bright piercing blue eyes. Allow me to introduce you to the bronze falcon. And when he gets tapped with this, he goes into a mode that we like to call Berserker. Berserker? Those blue eyes suddenly turn a bright red as it frantically rushes at Sammy before jutting into the air, flying around maniacally, diving and attacking him every few minutes. We need to get back to our rooms immediately! Let me tell you, there is an ogre on the third floor and he is pissed! And both of those heroes rush up to the third floor women's bathroom where they hear Harmony crying. Sammy Magic was furious as he casts Cruciatus! And Sammy nearly broke down in tears until he felt a hand on his shoulder. Alan Grumblebum himself. We need to talk. Sammy sits across from Grumblebum, sweat beating on his brow. The two had sat in silence for a very long time as Grumblebum attempted to figure out what he could say to Sammy in that moment. After a lengthy pause, Grumblebum finally speaks up. You are very lucky, Sammy. You are very lucky that I'm the one who just found you. Do you know? What you just did? I was... I was protecting my friends. Sammy responded, tears playing at the edges of his eyelids. No, Sammy. You didn't. Your friends were already safe. Your friends were already rushing to be by your side. You could have both turned heel and ran out, but instead you cast... Grumblebum looks around, making sure no one was listening in. You cast Crucio, one of three forbidden spells in the magicking world. Just being found casting one of these spells can land you in Arcaris for life. Where did you learn that? Sammy remained silent, staring at Grumblebum, unable to speak. Look, Sammy, I understand that you're different. I understand you, the nature of your... Birth, the nature of you growing up is different, and I understand that growing up different, you form allegiances, you find people who understand you, you find people who make you feel normal, and I understand that Miss Smarts and Mr. Ginger, they they do that for you, but you need to understand that everyone matters, even the people that don't understand you. Even beasts like ogres, even monsters like dragons, they all have life force. They all are living things. And that spell you cast could have destroyed that ogre. It could have warped his mind to make him more deadly. It could have driven him to insanity, destroying this entire castle. Or worse, it could have killed him. Well... He was trying to kill us. He was trying to kill Harmony. Yes, Sammy. He was. Do you know why? Sammy stares. Because that ogre was scared. Because that ogre 
was taken from his home and let loose in a castle in a place he had never been before. He was misunderstood. Sound familiar? Sammy stares down at his hands and that wand which recently just cast that horrifying spell. Look, Sammy, I grew up different as well. Uh, Not many people know this, but I grew up gay. In a time when it wasn't right, quote-unquote, for someone to be that. I worked my, pardon my language, my ass off to get to the position that I'm currently in. I grew up different, just like you. I grew up with the world not understanding me. And when I found people who did understand me, I was willing to do anything to protect them. But the road to evil is filled with good intentions, Sammy. And if I didn't realize soon enough that everyone mattered, if I didn't realize soon enough that even the people who didn't understand me mattered, I would have went down an even darker path, a path that would not have led me to where I am today. Sammy, I understand your friends are important to you. But everyone is important. Even ogres. And wherever you learned that spell from, you can't listen to it anymore. I... I... Don't listen to him, Sammy. The voice pipes up from behind his head, forcing Sammy's eyes to grow wide. He's just spouting a whole bunch of nonsense, boy. None of this matters to us. You know I can make you strong. I know I can make you powerful. I mean, you saw how quickly you took down that ogre. Imagine how you could feel if you did that to all your enemies. Those tears finally break the dam of Sammy's eyelashes and come pouring down his face as Grumblebum's eyes grow wide. He's... He's still here, isn't he? Sammy's head snaps up and stares at Grumblebum. He's... He's in your head, isn't he, Sammy? No, 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 shut up, shut up, shut up. Don't, t- don't tell him nothing, Sammy. The voice finally sounds nervous for the first time since it appeared in Sammy's head. He's been talking to you this entire time. He taught you that spell, didn't he? I... I... Sammy, please, no, don't, don't. I can help you. I can help you, Sammy. Please don't tell him. Don't tell him. Yes. Sammy finally admits. I don't know what's going on. He's been here for years. I I don't know who this is. Just give me your arm, boy. And with that, Sammy Magic walks over and hands his arm to Grumblebum, who pulls out his wand and begins to trace out a shape on Sammy's forearm. Pain shot through his arm as it burned into its skin, glowing a bright green as these runes were placed upon his forearm. Ah, uh, no, stop, Sammy, Sammy, tell him to stop, Sammy, tell him to stop, no. The voice slowly faded away as the pain receded and a beautiful runic symbol appeared on Sammy's forearm. Look, this is not a fix by any means, Grumblebum responds. This is a band-aid. This is a temporary solution, but we have to fix this, Sammy. I don't know how he got in your head, but he is there, and he will not stop until he can find a way back. 
Who is it? Who's in my head? Who is this voice? Please, you have to give me some answers. Evil Douglas. Grumblebum finally responds, and Sammy's eyes grow wide as he realizes that the most dark wizard, the man who killed his parents, has been in his head controlling him for damn near his entire life. And Sammy stares down at that warding symbol on his forearm, and he pray that it can hold tight. Later that day, Harmony, Greg, and Sammy were all walking together, Sammy wearing a long-sleeved shirt to cover up that rune on his arm. Harmony had recently checked out the NWFL's Guide to Wizard Football, prepping Sammy for their first game tomorrow against the Rude Boys. All right, from what I'm seeing, it looks like you just need to be focused on the Bronze Falcon. Um, it, it appears that if you dodge at the right moment, the sub- before Harmony could finish the sentence, the three students bump into a large, imposing figure. They look up to discover their potions master, Alan Rickman. Hello, students. I see you're enjoying some of our library's books. He responds with a smirk. Unfortunately, the day is almost at its end, which means this has to get back to the library. And with a quick swoop, Alan Rickman pulls out that guide to wizard football from Harmony's hands and begins to quickly walk away. Wait, no, you can't just do that! We're in the middle of reading that! Greg attempts to stop Alan in his tracks, but Alan had already turned the corner and was getting away. Why would he do that? I don't understand. Well, he is the head of the Rude Boys house, so you have to assume probably not in his best interest to get us studying up before tomorrow's game. Harmony responds as Sammy furiously rushes forward, turning the corner and going after Alan Rickman, attempting to get that book back. The Lionhearts hadn't been doing well in the House Cup so far, and he knew this game would be the turning point. He knew this was going to be the way they dominated, and he had to study. As he turned the corner, however, He saw Alan Rickman speaking to groundskeeper William. So have you heard about the dog? Yeah, I saw it last night. Things terrifying. Yes, it appears to be guarding the... (laughs) Alan's voice shuts down to a whisper to a point where Sammy can no longer hear him. The two begin to speak in hushed voices as groundskeeper William and Alan Rickman begin to walk away. Sammy looks down to discover a trail of blood coming from behind Alan where a clear bite had been taken out of his leg. Oh no, Sammy responds as Greg and Harmony jump up to meet him. What is it? Did you get the book back? No, but I think I've got some much worse news. The following day, the Rude Boys and the Lionhearts take the field for the school's first wizard football game of the season. Welcome, everybody, to WHF. That's right, Wizard Harvard football season is among us, and we have got one hell of a game to start off this week, ladies and gentlemen. We have got the Rude Boys taking on the Lionhearts. Now, of course, we already know the Lionhearts not been doing well in the House Cup standings this year, but this could be the game to turn it all around. What do you think? You know, football, it's all about football. When you look at the football, you gotta get the football in your hands. You 
got to get it out on the field and you got to put it in the goal. But I'll tell you right now, if you're looking down at that field, if you're trying to find a big man who's trying to earn some points today, it's got to be old Sammy Magic. Sammy Magic, the seeker for the Lionhearts. And let me tell you something, the Lionhearts need something new. They need an ace up their sleeve, and I think this Magic Boy might be the one to do it. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So why don't we go down to the field for the first play of the season? And as the commentator speaks, the game of football begins. And unfortunately, the Lionhearts were getting quite viciously trounced by their partners in the Rude Boys. Because the Rude Boys, as we all know, live up to their name. They were using cheating tactics. They were using the referee's discretion to their advantage. And Sammy knew that the only way they'd be able to win is if he caught that bronzed falcon. Sammy soars up into the sky and looks forward and he sees that falcon in front of him and his eyes turn a bright crimson red as he turns around and stares at Sammy. He remembers a few lessons from the NWFL book and as the falcon descends upon him, he avoids it hastily and grabs it by the tail feather. But then the falcon turns around and nips at his fingers, causing him to release the falcon back up into the air. Sammy begins to give chase until suddenly... The Seeker for the Rude Boys tackles him nearly out of the air, and we now have a chase for the Bronze Falcon happening above the skies. Sammy may not have that dark voice in his head anymore, but he still knew how to get rough on the football pitch. He returned every tackle from the Rude Boy, each of them going after one another to a point where they no longer see the Bronze Falcon in front of them. They both look at each other in awe as they realize, oh no, the falcons disappeared when suddenly the falcon appears between them scratching at both of their skins causing their broomsticks to fly out of control the rude boy eventually maintains control of his while sammy's continues to tumble to the ground it wasn't until the very last moment that he manages to get back up into the sky but something was wrong with his broomstick Sammy would attempt to fly up, but then fly down. Sammy would try to jut left, but instead go right. Something was wrong, and only a few people knew what that problem truly was. What's wrong with Sammy? The bear responds from the stand, sitting next to Harmony and Greg. He did perfectly good in practice. Why is he suddenly doing so bad? Greg looks across the field to the rude boy's stands, where he sees Alan Rickman, focusing heavily, looking down at his hands, clearly casting a spell. I think I know what's going on. Greg responds before jumping up and rushing across the field. Meanwhile, up in the skies, Sammy is desperately attempting to get control of his broomstick, even attempting to steal the broomstick from the rude boy himself. But unfortunately, it all came to no avail, and Sammy went crashing to the ground once again, and he looks up to see the rude boy inching closer and closer to the bronze falcon, that rune on his glove glowing, preparing to catch it and secure the game for the rude boys. When suddenly, whoosh, Alan Rickman's cape goes up in flames. In fact, the entire rude boy stands, catches a flame, as Greg decided the best way to solve this problem would not be to confront, you know, Alan Rickman, but would be just instead to set him on fire. That's Greg's deal. I guess he's a pyro now. 
Oh, jeez. The bear responds as he sees the entire stands run amuck as they attempt to escape the fire set by young Greg Ginger. But luckily, his plan did work as Sammy manages to finally get control of the broomstick and rush back in the air, knocking the rude boy out of the way as he was inches away from the bronze falcon. Sammy knew at this point he had to get clever. They were in the fourth quarter, and if there was any way he could win, it would be now. Sammy stands up on the broomstick, riding it like a surfboard, reaching out for the bronze falcon before finally grabbing it in his hands and tumbling to the earth, falling from his broomstick. Sammy had won the game, possibly, but also he may have just ended his own life. Sammy tumbled to the earth, fighting with this falcon that was continuously pecking at his face, causing blood to rush down his forehead until finally, whoosh, a figure catches him out of midair. Sammy smiles as he looks up to a blinding sun and a shadowy figure silhouetting it. When he finally gets set down, he realizes he's been caught by none other than Dr. Touchdown himself, Ollie Goodsport. Sammy smiles at him before looking down in his hands to see that beautiful bronze falcon looking up at him with bright blue eyes smiling and Dr. Touchdown looks down at him and places a hand on his head. Hey, good work. You did it, kid. Sammy holds up the bronze falcon to the sky, and the crowds cheer for the fact that Sammy Magic had done it. Sammy Magic had just secured the first victory of the season for Lionheart. And Sammy felt more proud of himself than he had felt in his entire life. Hey, come here, come here. The bear responds, rushing down onto the field, grabbing Sammy's broomstick that had just came crashing down next to him. Come with me. The bear quietly picks up the broomstick and leads Harmony, Greg, and Sammy out to the woods to a small hut that the bear called his home. Look, I I understand. Good work. You grabbed the falcon. But we need to see what happened. Uh, There has to be some sort of rune or some sort of uh, spell placed upon this broomstick that allowed someone to control it. It was Rickman. I mean, you saw, right? Yes, I did see him casting some spell, but there's still nothing that we can use to lead it back to him. You know what I also saw? I saw you set that entire side of the field on fire as well. So um, I don't think you need to be the one to point figures right now, buddy. So wait, you don't think it's Rickman? Sammy questions as the bear continues to look down at that broomstick, searching for some sort of rune or spell that he could erase away, but he couldn't find anything. Look, in all honesty, no. I don't believe it was Alan Rickman. The man might be the worst, but he's not one to cheat. This was someone else. This is someone who maybe had a vendetta against you, Sammy. Have you done anything to make any enemies recently? Have you hurt anybody? No, I haven't done anything to anybody, Sammy remembers the ogre in the bathroom. Well, mostly nobody, at least nobody that would be able to do something like this. It it has to be Rickman. He's the only one who I could possibly think that would have something against me. 
I mean, he's been acting suspicious all school year. He's got long, dark hair. He looks like the devil incarnate. And just yesterday, I heard him talking with groundskeeper William about... about something we found. With that, the bear sets down the broomstick and stares at the trio. What did you find? Well, we may or may not have went to the third floor corridor. Ah, I see. And the other day, I heard Rickman talking about what was in there. We heard him talking about that that demon, that dog that was in there. And whatever that dog's protecting, he's trying to get to it. I mean, just yesterday, I saw blood on his leg. He got bit by the damn thing. Okay, firstly, don't call my dog a demon ever again. She has a name, and it's Jill. It's short for Jill and Pa. Each of the heads also have names. There's Jake Jill and Pa, Maggie Jill and Pa, and then, of course, Gumpy, the third head. He's a little bit different, but we don't judge Gumpy. Wait, it's your dog? Yes. I put that dog there. I kept him there. He's there to protect... something. Wait a minute. Is it what you got out of McDrake's bank? Is it what was in there? Yes. Grumblebum knew someone was coming to take it. And so he sent me to retrieve it. And of course, we put Jill there to protect it. Sammy, that's all I can tell you. And that's all you need to know. You don't need to be searching any farther. Bear, what is it? What is in there? What is in there is between me... Grumblebum and Nikki Flannel. And that's all you need to know. And with that, the bear shoved the trio and the broomstick out of his door before locking it behind him. And the trio were left alone with no information, but they knew one thing. They were definitely going to keep prying into this. Thank you for listening to the mini adventures of Sammy Magic. And an extra thank you goes to all the people who helped this show happen on our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash a load of BS to support the entire BS network and all of its productions. Additional thanks to Umbria for our music and to Orion Ibert from the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art. As always, make sure to go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick up some Sammy Magic merch. All of the proceeds from our merch go to trans and POC charities. Every single little bit can help. And let me end by reminding you that the mini adventures of Sammy Magic are a work of complete and total parody. Which means... You can't sue me. <laughs>